Thanks for tuning in to the Palm Beach Podcast, a weekly show highlighting people making a positive impact in our community. With your hosts, sports chiropractor and athletic trainer, Dr. James Spencer, photographer and art director, Mike Jones. Our show is brought to you by Pump House Coffee Roasters, The Lotus Travel Company, Opportunities Self-Serve Beer Hall, and The Bishop's Water Company. Hello, and welcome to the Palm Beach Podcast. My name is Mike Jones. I'm at Media Zone with some awesome human beings. Dr. James Spencer, how you doing? It was beautiful driving over the Blue Heron Bridge today. Every day, it's beautiful driving over that Blue Heron Bridge. Yep. And uh, we got a great guest, colleague, friend, mentor. Absolutely. Jason Bale, welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, and uh, for the listeners, Jason is the uh, director of instruction over at Jupiter Hills Country Club. Absolutely, Jupiter Hills Club. Oh, I apologize. It's oh. a big no-no. Oh, good, good to know. <laughs> actually, yeah, good to know. So, but thanks for coming on, man. And uh, you know, honestly, from the uh, the work that we've done together and, and Lance, um, I've just been very influenced by you guys and uh, the way that you're approaching the game and uh, really just conversation with the humans that you're working with. So. Uh, Give the listeners a little bit about what you guys are doing. Well, it's a huge compliment coming from you. Uh, I'll kind of tell a story maybe in the beginning, kind of give you an idea. So let's just say, let's take golf out of it. Let's just say you play football. Okay. And I'm a football player and I'd like to get a football lesson. And I'm looking around to see who the best football coach is to go see. And I said, Nick Saban or Bill Belichick, take your pick. And I call him up and I go get an hour lesson from Bill Belichick to be a better football player. What would that look like? You know, it, I, I don't even know where to begin. I can't even imagine that. So that's the culture that's built into what golf looks like. And that's the model that we've kind of been stuck in for a long time. I want to improve my golf game. So I hire somebody for an hour to improve my golf game. Golf has so many facets. There are so many parts of it. And uh, to think that you can get all of that done in an hour and come out of there going, wow, look at me, look at me. I'm a better golfer. So uh, I can't stand the model. And um, I, even though I live in it, I function in it, I'm going to leave here today and go function in it because <laughs> uh, it's how I make a living. Um, but I think there's a better way to do it. And um, the PGA um, has started a little bit of that. And it, it happened a year and a half or so ago at a um, – um, PGA magazine conference I was at where the term transactional versus transformational stuck in my head. And I was like, I am hell bent on creating a transformational model. Now we're at the very beginning of that, but part of that was bringing on Lance Gill as our first, as probably the first performance coach in a, uh, in a private club setting and friend of the show, by the way, absolutely. And uh, Lance and I have been friends for a long time. Um, he's taught me a ton. Um, I think I've taught him a little bit as well along the way. Definitely. <laughs> um, but uh, we are working towards that. What's that look like? What's it feel like? How do we create a situation where um, our members um, don't have to feel on the hook during that hour and neither does the coach? I um, mean, we really have to perform and you've got to be ready and you've got to be able to um, solve problems pretty quickly and, um, and get them engaged. Um, but it doesn't always have to be technique. It, it needs to be about playing the game better. It needs to be about feeling better. It needs to be about understanding your body, understanding how to play and how all that's intertwined in that player's enjoyment of the game. And I appreciate how, uh, brutally honest you were with some of the members of 
hey, if you want to play this sport for the long term, then you need to invest in the long term. Right. And that was uh, I almost feel like we do a disservice to humanity if, if we're not that honest. Absolutely. But we've created such a friendship or family that they trust us and, and our words mean a lot to them. And that was something that kind of just, you know, wowed me when I was sitting over there watching you guys. Well, I mean, we're, we're in the relationship business first and foremost. You know, I can't be a good coach if you don't have great relationship with your players. And um, that's why I hate, you know, I'm, I'm a golf magazine top 100 teacher. <laughs> and uh, which Kudos, I'm, by the way, it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. See. I was, uh, you know, which I'm blown away by uh, to be considered in that light. But I wish it was top 100 coaches. You know, mm-hmm. um, I wish we kind of changed that model a little bit, um, you know, why, I mean, other coaches get to spit there at, you know, every practice and every game um, as as golf coaches um, in the light we are at. We're at very few practices and almost none of the games. And so we've got to figure out a way to communicate better with our players and and set up long term situations. And I think that's what Lance and I are doing now. Um, we've got uh, another friend of the show coming on our staff real soon. That'll be announced in social media. Beautiful. <laughs> so, Beautiful. Yeah. Wink, uh, winks. Yes. Uh, and so we're really excited about that. And we're trying to really build um, the best private club instructional team at Jupiter Hills. And the great thing about it is um, we're going to go through this transformational process of, of how we create our culture. And we're going to fail at some of it. We're going to succeed at some of it. But as we do it, we're going to share it. Um, with everyone else. Um, we're going to share it with every other coach, um, our trials and tribulations through it and um, our motivation behind it. And we're going to try to get other coaches excited about it so they can do the same type of thing at their club. There's a bunch of data right now. Um, PGA is doing it. National Golf Foundation is doing it. Golf Range Association of America is doing it. Um, where it's saying that um, that the person that's giving the bulk of the golf lessons at any facility, uh, doesn't matter if it's private, public, uh, semi-private, uh, a range, um, any of those types types of situations that that person has the most direct influence on the bottom line of the club. People that are taking golf lessons and enjoying it and getting, even if they're only getting slightly better, um, those people are more likely to play in your golf tournaments. Those people are more likely to spend money at food and beverage, buy golf clubs in the golf shop, uh, get new shirts and shoes in the golf shop, play more rounds, play in more tournaments. So we've always in the golf business, and I've been on both sides of it. I was a director of golf and a, and, um, and a head golf professional. And, and when you are um in those relationship situations the instructional side is sometimes at clubs it's kind of a yeah we'll just hire this guy and stick him out on the range and let him eat what he kills and it's so much more than that absolutely so much more than that and that's the one thing that i've always kind of like focused on more than anything is is we develop this relationship and this trust um I almost like spread the breadcrumbs out for them, letting them know this is phase one, phase two, phase three. And, and you don't need to lose four strokes on, on your game the first year. In three years, let's, let's make that the goal. In the meantime, let's just actually focus on one swing mechanic or your overall health that's going to help the long-term play. And you guys are doing a great job of that. You mean you can't just watch a YouTube video and it works out better? <laughs> no. <laughs> when you're like slightly better at golf, I'm like, oh, how much? How many swings are we taking off here? But what, what, what I think is really cool, um, he had his workshop in Miami a couple weeks ago. And uh, Lance came down. And I mean, he's been to a million workshops in his lifetime, right? But he was such a student, such a participant, such a question asker. It was really, really uh um, nice to see someone of his stature and credibility, pencil to paper, trying all the different pieces of equipment 
And so when I see someone like him who's involved with your program, I know that you've got the right people around you that still want to keep learning, still want to keep it getting better. And so uh, I'm really excited to see what you guys are going to do. Yeah, well, the fun part is for any of us that are you know trying to still get better at our craft, um, most of the things that uh, that that we look into are not golf swing specific. It's the other areas outside of that, the balance stuff that you're doing. Um, I was uh, just at a um, participating as a speaker, but also listening to the speakers recently. And uh, Sean Humphreys was there who does a bunch of stuff with the Olympic training model and things like that. And I'm sitting there pen to paper as fast as I can because we're, we're looking for ways to frame up that transformational experience. We need these things from these other places in order to frame it up a little bit. Um, it's real easy to put it in your head, but how do you really frame it up? How do you create a, a culture and a staff around it where everybody can basically understand the same language and the same parameters, but not teach exactly the same. And we never want that. We never want everybody to come in there and say, this is exactly how we do it. But we do need the framework to keep us all together because at Jupiter Hills, if we're going to be transformational with as many members as we have and as, as golf centric a club as we are, uh, we're going to need that framework so we can be interchangeable. I want Lance to be able to walk in. I challenge him every day because uh, I've been doing this from a Lance standpoint forever, like, you know, on his side of it. Um, so now that we're together on a daily basis, um, I'm challenging him. Okay. Now look, when, 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 uh, this player walks in, all right, f see if you can figure out the first three places I'm going to go in my head. Not that I'm going to say them, but, uh, and, and then after the lesson, we sit there and go back and say, man, I got two of them, you know? And, um, and I think that's really fun. It's, it's, it's a wonderful experience, uh, to have your pal in there with you, but also somebody who's been a mentor to me from a body swing connection and standpoint like that. And now to actually be able to mentor him a little bit on, on how I see the golf swing and we call it calling plays because we want to be coaches. And my father was a coach for 40 years. My mother's a dance instructor. My sister's a dance instructor and two of my brothers are tennis pros. So we don't know how to have real jobs anyway. <laughs> so, so, you know, there's no real job in the bail family, but, um, when, when we're looking at it, like, so, okay, what's the first play call? Where are we going? And as an, as a coach, the first play call is huge in, in a golf lesson situation. So the first play call has to be like a little dive, right? You know, right behind the guard and let's get three yards. Uh, <laughs> We don't have to run a reverse on the first play. And if we start gaining that type of um, uh, trust on that first play call, then it's time to call the second play. Then it's time to, and, and you, and during that, there's, there's, there's the tactical intelligence that you may weave in there. Um, there's the parts of, um, of a golf lesson that we call, do you do the ordinary things extraordinarily well? Yeah. Okay. How's your posture? How's your grip? How's your alignment? <laughs> most of the time, that's an hour lesson right there, you know, uh, because most players don't do the ordinary things extraordinarily well. And keeping it basic, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I thought you could just fix all that with a YouTube video now. <laughs> you can. Uh, That's what I always say. The guy that wrote the book that you just read never saw you swing. Ever. Uh, ever. Okay. And the guy that did, did the YouTube video is, is probably awesome. And the guy that wrote the book, they're probably all great coaches. They just never saw you swing. Exactly. Well, and, and what really what I respect about you guys is there's no ego at the club. It's uh, a willingness to learn to get better and it's also uh, like what I've seen with you guys. You guys don't like Bogart the information. Like, don't look over here. <laughs> you're, you're more open arms. Hey, come see what we're doing and let's just collaborate and build this together. No doubt. I mean, that's going to be the big part of this. Um, I, I, 
I've already outkicked my coverage as a, as a coach, uh, you know, um, from the standpoint of accolades or whatever, never thought I'd get this far. I'm just a, you know, Eastern North Carolina kid, you know, uh, so, you know, getting out of a tobacco field is probably a, a good win for me, but so sharing this, uh, both our, our, uh, our mistakes and our triumphs through this with other coaches and with other clubs is going to be a huge part of that. I think the, the way that you framed it too, where it's like, um, it's going to take some time. Like often in here, we tell people to write a book. You have to start with a word and then a sentence and then a chapter and then a bunch of chapters, right? Because we live in this world of instant gratification where people just want to like snap their fingers and everything happens. And even for you to come in here and talk about your program and the club uh, in that certain way, I think it says something about you because a lot of times people will come in and they'll be like, here's our bright, shiny object. And here's how like nice and amazing it is, right? So just sharing it. Uh, from a canon point of view is really nice to hear too. Yeah, our, our object's really bright right now. Um, <laughs> we just don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Got to shine it up yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Huh? Leading by example is the key, though. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's it's kind of long overdue. I know there's a lot of great coaches in the country um, um, involved in our game. A lot of them have spent a lot of time with me, um, shared a bunch of information with me, and it's kind of my job to do that for the next generation. And I just want to just want to frame it up a little different, where it's more sustainable. And when I was uh, kind of getting into my career, I looked at different avenues that I wanted to go to. One really spoke to me is I could be another guy in this industry, whether it's baseball, football, golf, or I can go influence another one. And that's really why I jumped all in for the equestrians because there wasn't a lot of people who were helping from uh, a fitness or strength and conditioning standpoint. And I really want to make a change through this bigger sport or this bigger influence like you guys are doing with the model is cool. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Well, and, and just practically, like we grew up surfing, skateboarding, indo boarding, and to see how that really translates to a golf swing. I mean, it's just transferring of weight, right? And you just, if you look at the fundamentals, it's truly what you're doing is you're shifting weight from one foot to another. Um, and that's what you're doing on a surfboard or a skateboard. So I get really excited when I see things that we've loved and have done our whole life and, and the practical applications and the progression and regression system that this guy has set up uh, in his balance program is like, what is the bread and butter for like the strength and conditioning and training world? And I'm like, wow, it's really, really, really exciting to see because I see the equestrians, I see the golfers, the baseball players, the football players, everybody is transferring weight. I mean, your equestrian clients have the best balance out of anyone that I've ever seen. Truly. And when they like land on a horse and they're like a little bit off to the left or the right, Maybe they're sending bad input to the horse if they have like a sprained angle or something. So I think there's really, um, as Don would say, this is where the rubber meets the road, right? Like of of all of the hard work and your experience. And so uh, hopefully you can take a couple swings off my golf game in the future too, you know? <laughs> we'll transform you. Yeah. No, I think you bring up a great point. Uh, as, as we get into the golfing age sometimes the, the um you know as we get a little older um we lose some of the cool stuff that we used to do and um, part of your balance program and things like that is bringing that back we, we have a balance initiative through lance and what you've uh, taught him and where we're taking that that'll start running through and in a golf lesson we're shooting ping pong balls at people okay and having them catch them and drop them into a bucket we want to bring the athlete back out that's part of the transformational process we got to have that it's got to be fun you know it's got to be really fun and we've got to bring that back to to some players so if we're working on hand-eye coordination in a golf lesson you're getting better at things well and we had uh hunter jocelyn on the podcast who invented indoboard and the one thing that he said to us that i i truly loved was embrace your inner kid 
and not enough people as we age that's what people kind of take away like whether it's societal norms or whatever but just play have fun and be a little kid again and you know what that's probably gonna take a few strokes off your game too <laughs> no doubt that's why we take we took the uh you know the fitness part out of golf from this if it's, it's performance most of the stuff that you need to do to play better golf is just being a better human being you mm-hmm. know just being a healthier human being your balance um uh your hand-eye coordination the fun stuff mindset you know, your mindset absolutely <laughs> we'll call you out in a heartbeat if you don't have a growth mindset if you come to a lesson <laughs> with a closed up mind you might get fired because i'm eventually going to get fired if you don't so i'm gonna fire yeah, you yeah, first yeah, sure. <laughs> absolutely well even spence like i'll be like hey do you want to go to the range he's like now let's just go play and when you think about like no we're actually playing golf it's like, okay, well, now we're having fun. We're not hitting like perfect balls off a nice lie. Like, you know, sometimes in life you got to hit one out of the bunker every now and then or something. So um, I really do appreciate the mindset of that where it's like sometimes you get stuck. I got to train. I got to get better after practice. Sometimes you just got to go play too. Yeah, if you if you if a, an alien uh, was hovering over Jupiter Hills and hovered over one of our ranges and then hovered over the golf course. The alien probably thinks it's two different games, right? <laughs> These people out here are moving around, and they're going in different places, and, and these people are staying so They're all hitting balls, but that, and that's where we've got to kind of change that transformation. How does it transfer to the golf course? You know, does practice look like the golf course? Am I changing clubs? Am I changing lies? Am I changing targets? Am I using my pre-shot routine? Am I walking in? you know, excited about shaping a shot a certain way? Do I really have a, a tactical intelligence about what I'm trying to do? That's what you need. Those are the skill sets you need on the golf course. Mm-hmm. And most of the time on the range, we're standing there hitting seven iron after seven iron off a perfect lie. Oh, yeah. You know, raking another ball as fast as we can get one over there. Well, that's what uh, Lance was saying to us. Sometimes I only allow 20 swings in the hour. No doubt. Be present, slow down, focus on what you're doing versus – I already got to get through 200 of these, right, right? Right. And those reps are kind of mindless. Absolutely. Just falling into that routine and um, being present and, and setting up the next shot, like we talked about, being a little bit more strategic. What well, forces you to slow down and play your game versus trying to compete and play somebody else's? No doubt. And I mean, I got a text the other day from a, from a, a friend who's uh, working on his golf game and trying to work on something in the top of his back. So he said, How long will it take till I get this? <laughs> How many balls? How many hours? Like, there's none of that. You might get it in three swings. Okay, I've seen, you know, 65-year-old ladies make a change in three swings, and I've seen some guys working on it two years from now. You know, it's just about the mindset that you put into it and the rehearsal stuff that you do. We um, Some stuff I learned from Sean recently about, um, you know, are you training for feel first? You know, there's no ball in that. Are you training for feel? And we do a lot of things where we're hitting uh, little tennis balls into a net because we don't want the outcome at that point. We're not focused on the outcome. We're training for the feel. And then can you train for the task? Okay. Now the task at hand and those types of things. So I, I love this, learning some of that stuff. I spurt because it's a, a lot of block versus random practice. Absolutely. Is what yeah. We're talking yeah. About, right? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, even for me, like someone that played baseball my whole life, like my back shoulder was always dipped when you're, when you're like lined up in the box and like when I'm swinging my irons, I want to be a little more square with my shoulders. I think, uh, like whereas the driver, I think you're supposed to be maybe a little bit more dipped down. I don't know. About I'd take it. I'd take it out. Of, I'd take it out of my shoulders and think about it with my spine. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, but like just even for somebody that played baseball for like 10, mm-hmm. 15 years, like to break a habit in an hour lesson or something is like, <laughs> yeah, okay, good luck with that. Well, and think of how many times a baby falls crawling and then they finally stand up and then they fall again and then they start walking and then running. It takes reps. 
And Absolutely. it's not reps of success, it's actually reps of failure, right? And there's a, and we, we have a saying that I've actually learned from James Seekman that I've used, uh, he's been a great mentor of me. You either win the rep or you learn from the rep. There's no losing, Love it. no losing the rep, okay? If you're focused and you're in there and your growth mindset's there and you, you don't perform the rep as well as you'd like to, then you're learning from it. If, or you win because you did it. But if you go in there with the right mindset, then you don't lose a rep. Now, if you go in there with the wrong mindset, you've lost the rep. You already lose it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys want to uh, transfer over to some Jupiter lifestyle stuff. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, the perks of living in uh, Jupiter, Florida. Well, any, any places around the lighthouse that you like to frequent? Uh, yeah, there's quite a few. Um, <laughs> well, I'll give you a quick story. Um, so when we were we moved here from the Hilton Head area, um, which was really nice as well. And I met my wife in uh, St. Simons Island, Georgia. So that was Beautiful. Really, really nice as well. So she hasn't had to live in any bad places, really. <laughs> you know, uh, so for being a golf pro's wife, it, it's been a pretty good gig for her so far. Uh, no, I've been ecstatic. I love the lifestyle. I grew up on the coast of North Carolina. So being being around here. Um, uh, I'm a huge Thousand North fan, uh, usually on someone else's dime. Um, <laughs> but uh, and, uh, you know, we love leftovers because um, we live over in Abacola. So it's a great little spot for us. It's, you know, about 600 yards from there. And so it's it's one of our favorite foodie spots. Obviously, right. I know there there are a ton of them that uh, that uh, that I really enjoy. But that's that's mine because I can walk home. The sweet potato encrusted fish. Oh, oh huge oh, fan. Okay, huge okay. fan. Huge fan. And the trace leche uh, coconut oh, yeah. cake at the end. Like I, I have this deal. I get one to go every time and then I eat like three bites a night trying to make it last as long as I can. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're great people. We um we went out to lunch there with the uh, Pump House guys right when we first met them. And uh, they're like, you got to try the Enderoni. Yes. Which is like the adult mac and cheese, yes. right? Mm. Yeah, some special. Yeah, I, I just want to. I want a portion about that big, though. I don't I, like that. That I love it so much. It's like you know, but I'm, I know I'm doing bad things at that point. <laughs> you know, it was funny when uh, Lance and I were doing some slackline this past weekend, and we were at the uh, Jupiter Inlet, and he was like a little kid just watching all the boats come in and get slammed <laughs> by the tides. And I'm like, Lance, you're gonna see a boat either wreck. Or somebody's just going to come up and, eh, it's a little too sketchy for me and turn around. Sure, shit, probably three or four boats. Eh, not today. I've been that guy <laughs> in my boat. Yeah, I, I, I let Lance drive it out the inlet not too long ago. And I was like, all right, look, we got to, you know, we're coming back in. It's like, no, you're going to have to surf this a little bit here. And I said, like, don't go down, you know. But, but I've, I've, I've been that guy that went, nope, and, and pulled her right back in, too. So I know the feeling. <laughs> There's a lot of water moving out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the bull sharks, too. They're everywhere out there. I haven't seen any bull sharks lately. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh-oh. <laughs> I got him a little scared, too. <laughs> it's, uh, it's great people watching, though, at all those uh, bars and uh, no restaurants doubt. right on the water there, too. So I, just, I like going most places and not having to put on anything more than my flip-flops and, and, my, sh and my shorts and a T-shirt. So anytime I can get away from that, the redneck side's out of me, and I'm good. <laughs> well, and having Love Street right there, too, and the lighthouse across the way, it's just – uh, it's a really cool experience, and for how historic the lighthouse is, oh, no in Palm doubt. Beach is really cool. No doubt, it's 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 just been a a welcoming, fun vibe for my family and I, and 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 the, obviously the weather's fantastic because I don't like being cold. I can teach golf when I'm hot. I can't teach golf when I'm cold. <laughs> They're swinging. I'm bouncing around. You know, <laughs> space heaters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm I'm fine with teaching when it's hot. That's awesome. Well, go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, so if someone wants to learn more about the uh, the club or about, you know, lessons or what you guys offer, what's a good way for them to, to learn more? Uh, we're going to announce um, uh, pretty soon on Instagram, Jupiter Hills Performance. Um, 
Instagram page. Awesome. Yeah, it'll be coming out really soon. Um, Danielle, one of your former guests, good friend of ours and friend of the show is going to help us with that. And um, so we're really excited about that because we can share some of Jupiter Hills. Um, we are we are allowed to teach some outside people. We just have to be careful with that. Um, we have you know our tour players and things like that that we work with. Um, but coaches are always more than welcome to come and watch us and pick our brains. Um, we're getting ready to start a um, um, an initiative here with the um, something I did up in the Carolinas um, with the um, uh, chapter and uh, uh, PGA chapter, which will be what we call Coaches Club. So we'll take six coaches from around the area, bring them in and put them kind of through a six weeks, just one night a week type of thing where we kind of start to share what we do there. Uh, young coaches that we would like to mentor if they'd like us um, so we can start sharing that outwardly. Um, and then as a kid, I always had a dream to have a boat. I, I'm lucky enough to have a little boat now, um, but I had a name for the boat forever and ever and ever. And the name for the boat was Casual Water. Ooh. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Thought it was the only one. I actually 15, almost 20 years ago, had an old green Land Rover and I, and I was in Virginia. I had the uh, license plate was casual H2O. So I was like <laughs> coining this thing. Couldn't afford a boat. Uh, now I have one. So I think I'm thinking this is really cool. And until uh, I found out from um, from a um, one of my players agents that uh, his friend's name's boats casual water but i'm keeping it this is up in south carolina so yeah, anyway exactly. and I, i'm <laughs> sure second yeah i'm sure i had it way before he did <laughs> but we're going to use that um uh kinsley Stoffett, who's a uh was um is a graphic designer um and she's wonderful she's working on a logo for casual water it's kind of a south florida lifestyle type of thing um paddle boarding fishing golf that type of thing and what we're going to use that for um is we're going to t-shirts and hats that are going to be really cool type stuff that people would want to wear um cool logo and that kind of thing but the proceeds for that uh, once it all gets going will go to help kids um and and surrounding counties here that want to play golf and want to use it as a vehicle maybe to college and things like that we're going to use some scholarship money for those kids each year so all the profits from the casual water brand um that'll come out uh hopefully uh by christmas um We'll check it out on, it, on Instagram and that type of thing. But anytime you buy anything, know that that, uh, that cool T-shirt that you're wearing represents some money that's going to go to a kid. Congratulations. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I know we'll place an order for the studio here because we're always looking for t-shirts and hats to wear. No, it's good. It's pretty cool so far. Kinsley's done a great job with the logo, and it's it's. Uh, I think it's kind of neat. Like I like supporting the bit, you know, bigger and better cause. And um, for some of those younger coaches out there, I know if I were one, I would be jumping at the bit to come mentor with you too. So. Um, heads, heads up to those guys. You got it. Well, it's, it's only stuff we've, we've been lucky enough to glean from others, people that have mentored us and it's now our turn to start sharing. Jason, thanks for coming on the show, man. Got it. Thank you guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Cheers. You. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Palm beach podcast. If you'd like to give back and help our show grow, please learn about ways to give and donate at the palm beach podcast.com.